there are so many ways to examine crypto market data. You can check out the numbers, you can make pretty charts, and you can invite your friends over for a crypto data party. But for those serious about data analysis, the more tools we have, the better. Today, we welcome Clay Collins of Nomics.com to the show, and he'll discuss how their platform is making crypto data available to exchanges in ways that empower crypto traders. It's going to be a tasty show with plenty of Omnomics. So take a seat at the table, ready your fork and knife. It's episode number 217 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. This is Adam Williams from World Crypticon. You guys are listening to the baddest badasses in the crypto space, Mr. Joel Com and Mr. Travis Wright. Stay bad. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome, boys and girls, to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Crypto Claus, and he's Frosty the Travis Wright. <laughs> Frosty the Snow Elf. <laughs> Santa, it's Santa. I love Elf. That's such a great movie. You wouldn't know, though, because you've probably never seen it. I've seen Elf. You have seen Elf. Have you seen The Elf on the Shelf? I've heard of it. It's not a movie. It's, well, there's a thing. They, they did make a show of it, but The Elf on the Shelf is a thing. Anyway, it's a bad crypto podcast. Hope everybody is enjoying their holiday season. A happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends. A Merry Christmas, which, yes, you can say it if you want to. Damn it to uh, those who celebrate the Christmas holiday, and I suppose a, a happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus. Yes, Festivus for the rest of us, and any other holidays out there. There's so many holidays, but you know what? You know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Merry whatever that you love, and peace be with you, right? Mer- let's just Merry Christmas. Yeah, let's all be, let's be excellent to each other, as mm-hmm. uh, Rufus said to Bill and Ted. And in an upcoming episode, uh, watch out because the 12 Days of Cryptomus is coming back once again. For those of you who listened to the show last December, you were treated to a special recording created by your two favorite crypto elves. And we're going to be replaying that in an episode soon when you least expect it. We're not going to tell you when. That way you can't avoid it. It's just going to be in your ears. It's going to be just in your ear holes. And we're going to name it something else. Right. That way we trick you. (laughs) Episode number 200 and mm, something else. Something else. And you're not going to know what it is. And we're going to trick you. And you're going to have to hear the whole song. But luckily for you guys, since crypto is down, we didn't want to, you know, burden you guys by, you know, having another Christmas giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't we want, want to give you, you any. Have to, we didn't want to have to have, have you guys send us presents this year. So we, we, we didn't want to have to give you any tax write-offs, you know, that was just. <laughs> we got a great show for you today. We got Clay Collins from Nomics. Make sure you go to nomics.com, N-O-M-I-C-S.com, and check out all of the cool ways they are processing crypto market data so let's listen in and see what mr collins of nomics has to say all right we have a great treat for us today ladies and gentlemen for one joel's not doing the intro so that's good for you guys that is a treat 
we're mixing we're mixing it up for you. Um, we have with us today Clay Collins, who's the co-founder and CEO of Nomics, which is a cryptocurrency market data API, very similar to what you might see on Coin Market Cap, but they're actually a competitor of Coin Market Cap that you can actually use on your own site. He's got the podcast called The Flippening, and he's also the founder of a internet marketing company called Lead Pages, which I'm very familiar with. Welcome to the show, Mr. Clay Collins. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. You guys are hilarious. So it's it's great to, I don't know, do this in a high energy way. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm stoked. Uh, I want to know if you've ever mud wrestled with Russell Brunson. Oh my God. Uh, no, I've, I've, I've never met him actually. Uh, honestly. Get out of here. No, I've never met him. I've never met him. I've, I've nothing against him. I would love to meet him. I just, I've never met him. Oh, that's so funny. Cause, uh, so for those of you that don't know, Russell is a old school internet marketer. He and I kind of came up together when he was still like, I don't know, he, he was probably 15 years old. He was so young when he got into it and he's the founder of click funnels, which is, uh, you know, the biggest competitor, I suppose, to lead pages and thus the mud wrestling. But you don't want to wrestle with Russell because Russell is a wrestler. Wrestle yeah. with Russell. That sounds like no, a podcast. No, I, yeah, no, maybe we play tennis or we, you know, we do both and take the best. I don't know. But uh, jello yeah. shots. Is that Doyle Brunson's relative? Uh, I don't know if they're related or not. But Russell's like a, a good cat. Doyle Brunson's that like old school poker dude, right? Yeah, I, I can't answer that question, Travis. I don't uh, know. You know, that's a good question then, Travis. I brought any, I, 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 I got you all stumped. Any other you obscure were, references you'd like to uh, invoke right now? The, no, but we reserve the right to invoke obscure references at any given moment because that's what we do here. Yeah, so you founded Lead Pages, which, you know, you you grew that thing to over 48,000 paying customers, 175 employees, and uh, you raised um, $38 million in venture capital for the company's acquisition of Drip. Now you are all in on this crypto stuff, Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. The only correction there is uh, we, we didn't raise the money to buy Drip. I mean, like we used part of it to buy Drip, but uh, yeah, um, the Drip did not cost $38 million. <laughs> well, that, that's good. Yeah, everybody's really going to want to know that. They're going to want to know specifically how many millions. No, they don't care. Uh, they just they, they just love to hear that you've been involved in some cool stuff. And They're like, get to the crypto stuff, you guys. Quit yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what? What? explain your shift to uh, to crypto. What was your awakening to, you know, the blockchain world? Yeah, yeah, great question. So around uh, 2011, 12, I started really looking at what was happening in the mar marketing technology space, the MarTech space. Mm -hmm. And this interesting phenomenon kind of developed between like two, 2011 to 2016, 17, where um, roughly every single year, the number of marketing tech SaaS apps was doubling. It, it was growing exponentially. And uh, that created a huge problem uh, for the space. Um, th the main issue was that data was distributed in so many different places about a given user. So you might have information about what emails someone opened or clicked on in MailChimp. You might have information about what webinars they attended in like Zoom or GoToWebinar. You'd have page view information in Google Analytics. Uh, you'd have um, you know, other information about uh, what pages they looked at or opened and maybe lead pages. And then you'd have stuff in, uh, you know, a CRM, uh, you know, stuff in Stripe. And um, it, it created this huge, huge, huge integration problem. And, um, it, you know, for, for a lot of people who ran uh, SaaS companies, you know, sort of a limiting factor 
for the size of the addressable market were the integrations that you supported. So if someone comes to you and they're like, hey, you know, we use uh, ActiveCampaign or something, or we use MailChimp and, uh, and, and you have a SaaS app and you don't integrate with MailChimp, then you can't get that customer. So everyone started running around in a pretty crazy fashion, you know, writing all these one-off integrations. And, uh, and, and it got, it got kind of crazy. Then, then uh, a company called Zapier came along, which did something really interesting. And they said, hey, you know, rather than writing and maintaining all these integrations, just um, you know, write a Zapier integration and uh, we'll handle everything for you. And, and now it's actually not that uncommon for uh, a marketing tech SaaS app to just write an integration to, uh, to Zapier and then get everything through, through that ecosystem because it's kind of like this data platform that uh, is like a traffic cop and flows uh, data around. You guys probably know exactly what I'm talking about. So, so I, started, I started looking at uh, a similar phenomenon that was happening with uh, market data in the crypto space. So when we first started Nomics, in what year ballpark? Yeah, yeah. So this is, um, let's see, this is around 2016. Um, so I got involved in crypto in 2013. So like in in 2016, I started just looking at data in the space, and uh, and did did an analysis. And um, what I concluded was that uh, roughly every single year, you needed to three or four x the number of exchanges that you integrated with in order to get 50% of the trading volume on a given day. So just kind of put this in perspective, when, when we first started Nomics, um, if we integrated with you know about 10 exchanges, we could get 50% of the market volume on any given day. Uh, now, in order to get 50% of the market volume, uh, roughly a year later, it requires integrations with about 36 exchanges. And in of those 36 exchanges, about 40% were started in 2017 or later, and 11% were started in 2018. So the long tail is is becoming more and more powerful. And then, of course, you have like Binance, which has only been around for like a little bit over a year. And, and they're the, the top exchange. And then you've got, you know, decentralized exchanges coming online, exchanges for non-fungible assets, you know, security token exchanges, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I, I saw a lot of the similar characteristics around data in, in, you know, sort of in this crypto space as I saw in the MarTech space. And uh, that's the problem, uh, essentially, that, that we're solving. And, uh, you know, we could talk about data platforms and all this boring stuff. But like, that's, that's really what we're, we're solving. So if you're, if you're a, a, you know, a, a prosumer trader or a hedge fund, you really need to, in a lot of cases, uh, hire, you know, if you're not using us, you need to hire uh, a developer full time to just be adding um, exchanges. And then, you, you, you know, if you want uh, order book data and, you know, a whole bunch of other things, that becomes a full-time job. So if you, let's say you're a crypto hedge fund, you hire some fancy da- uh, data scientists to find opportunities and edge in, in the data, but instead they're, they're spending all their time just like being a data janitor and writing and maintaining integrations, which makes them a flight risk. And then also you're just probably paying them too much for that. So, uh, so our, our customers tend to be you know those those types of hedge funds. Um, you mentioned Coin Market Cap, so Coin Market Cap does have an API, but they've really just been uh, ingesting um, like live ticker feeds for a long time. So they don't really have they don't have candles, they don't have order book data, they don't have individual trades. So so we don't like we don't trust any exchanges candles. We'll, we'll we get the raw trades and we build our candles ourselves. So the fidelity of our our data and I think the mission of what we're trying to accomplish is is a lot different. We also don't run like BitConnect ads or anything. Mm. You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a MarTech guy, right? So 
that's really where I, over the last few years, so I was a you know global digital strategist at Semantic, and I started noticing all these different uh, marketing technologies that were popping up, very similar to what you were. And I was like, man, you're right. There's data's over here, data's over there. Zapier was a great solution. There's another solution out there called Trey.io, which is a really good one for enterprise level yep. data that sort of connects things from like Salesforce and, and a whole bunch of other stuff, which is which is really handy. But that's sort of where I started seeing the parallels as well. And I wrote a book called Digital Sense. And I started really paying attention to the emerging technologies and blockchain and crypto was one of the ones I was like, ah, look at all these companies over here that are marketing poor and are making money out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a good space to be in. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, we've had some fun moving over here and and, uh, and, and playing with the space. So now I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Nomics, N-O-M-I-C-S, like economics, nomics.com. And you have someone a, finally got it. Someone knows what nomics means. Oh, that's amazing that you got it. And the pronunciation. I, I thought right that now. was obvious. Really? Uh, that's not it's obvious. Not, it's not. It's not obvious. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I, I thought, thought it was, was a food food site. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> like food ordering over here. Uh, but it, but it is. It's an interesting thing. So you actually have this API that anyone can pull into their website. Now I'm curious there's a few things that I would like to that I would like to know that I've not actually seen a tool be able to do just on their own. Like for one, it's like I want to know uh, a coin that maybe has a million dollars of volume during the day and that has just recently spiked up ten percent or more in the last hour for some reason. Like I want to get alerts of that because I'd love to see what that is and what that driving thing. Because sometimes those coins can just start taking off, right? And you can see some really big growth things. So what are some of the things that you've seen people do with this crypto uh, API that you have? What are some of the cool use cases? I think I think you make a great point. So once you have the data, you can do all kinds of analysis on top of it. A lot of times companies will hire, you know, fancy data scientists and they'll come and they'll realize just that the, da- the data set and they really can't do anything. So, um, you know, we, we have the front end at nomics.com, you know, we're going to put a lot into it. We're eventually going to open source, uh, nomics.com and just use it as example code on how to use our API because we, like we're an API first, first company, but, uh, there, man, there's just so many cool things that, that people have done with this. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, uh, kind of a recent example. We had a customer come in and they said, Hey, like we understand you have candles. We, you know, we're not interested in, uh, in these like time-based candles, you know, instead what we want are uh, volume-based candles. So instead of looking at, you know, an hour or four hours a day and, and the open close high and low for that time period, uh, they're creating candles where they're looking at the open close high and low for every million dollars of volume on specific, you know, Bitcoin to UTC or uh, Bitcoin to USD markets. So um, that's, that's like, that's a, a kind of a recent interesting use case that, that I've, that I found interesting. You know, we, we have a customer right now that wants order book data every 100 milliseconds, and we had to do some crazy stuff to make that happen. Uh, they won't tell us. A lot of the, a lot of uh, you know, are actually like our paying customers um, won't tell us what they're doing uh, because they've got some secret quant strategy. Like we want to create convenience endpoints for them. We're like, hey, you know, tell us what we're doing, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll build it into the API. They're like, nope. <laughs> we can't tell you anything. I'm like, okay, like just just dump this into uh, Amazon S3 every day for us, or, you know, or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought the volume candles were interesting. Um, you know, we had someone create a uh, an SMS an SMS alert system that told them when to to buy or sell. We have a bot platform, uh, a crypto trading bot platform that that runs on top of our API. That's that's doing some really interesting things. 
But uh, I, I think the, the biggest use case is just, uh, you know, backtesting. So you can build a strategy for trading. It, it might look like it works when you uh, backtest that strategy in terms of price. But often what really affects your ability to execute that strategy is if there's if there's liquidity and if the order books would support the trade. So maybe you have a strategy and you're you know buying and selling a million dollars and you go to your you go to your investments committee and say, hey, this is a, a strategy worth executing. Well, it might turn out that the order books that existed on, uh, you know, at that time on the exchanges that you're looking at wouldn't support million dollar trades. Or if they did, um, you know, sort of the, the trades themselves would raise or lower, you know, the price uh, of the crypto asset. And, and they just, you know, they, they, they can't actually execute that strategy, especially when you, when you add in fees. So I think that's probably, I think the order book stuff is probably a really interesting uh, you know, application for actually not just testing whether or not your strategy would have worked in terms of like the spot price, but whether or not you can you can buy or sell volume uh, in sufficient enough quantities to make the strategy actually uh, you know viable for for a fund. Why, why don't we have uh, some of this data plugged into the Bad Crypto Podcast website, Travis, with their API? I mean, you could do all kinds of things with this. Yeah, we can do all kinds of things with it, but now we're chatting with uh, with Clay here, and maybe we can actually figure out what and, what and how in the hell to do uh, it. What, what I like here, I <laughs> we'd, mean, we'd love to hook that up. What What I really like is that you are very community based, and if you scroll down to the bottom, you know, there's a, a icon next to your Telegram icon. It's an ear. It says "Request a feature." Like you're, you know, you're actively soliciting from your users. What do you want to see? Yeah. So I think that just comes from like being, being a product person, being in vertical SaaS. Like, you know, one thing that I like about what we're doing is that like, we don't have a blockchain, there's no token. And, you know, because we didn't issue a token and, you know, we're not, we don't have a bunch of people mad in a telegram group about price movements and asking like win moon, win Lambo, we can actually focus on sort of the, the, the bread and butter of, of creating a software product. And so that, yeah, that's, that's what we're about. Like we, we pride ourselves on, you know, we respond to every single email, every single tweet, every single blog post, you know, we're, we're, we're highly responsive because, you know, we, we believe that's what goes into making a great product, which is what we aspire to do. There's a couple of things I noticed right away at the very top of the page. When you go to nomics.com, it says the total cryptocurrency market cap is, and there's today as, as of this recording, it's 142 billion. And then it says that's 1.92% of all the gold in the world. <laughs> I just, I love the, the data that, you know, you don't see that there's a little attitude here with the site that says, you know what, we're kind of like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, so we, we took inspiration from that, um, from like these, these, uh, national geographic foldouts where they try and take something that's kind of complicated and, and make did it you reliable. Say a Playboy foldout? Wouldn't it, what'd you say? <laughs> Not, kind of like yeah. that national geographic kind of. Yeah. 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 Like, you, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how far back you go. But, uh, you know, like they do stuff like they'd, um, you know, they'd, they'd explore like a, a large lake in Ghana and they'd show the number of, of buses you'd have to stack up to, you know, to, to get to the bottom. Right. So just trying to make it, you know, relatable. And uh, that, that's what we aspire to do with 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 the front end. We have a we have a long ways to go. This site uh, right now. We've got like maybe 2,000 pages on the website, but we're going to be at uh, a million plus pages here uh, in the next three months with all kinds of data that you can um, drill into. We, we also really care about transparency. So if you go like with our all-time high data, if you hover over the eye 
uh, for all time high. You know, a lot of other sites will show you, they'll just tell you approximately what the all time high was and, and the date uh, that it occurred on. Um, we don't just show you the all time high and the date. We tell you the exact exchange it happened on and we give you the the trading pair that it happened on. And, and to my knowledge, we're the only website that I know of that actually publishes its its pricing methodology. So there's an article on our blog. We tell you how we price these crypto assets. Um, we tell you how we arrive at all time high. And it's just it's just it's just nuts to me that uh, some of these you know crypto uh, funds are reporting um, you know net asset value to their LPs you know using data where like they can't even audit how they arrived at the, <laughs> at the price that they're quoting the nav at and stuff, which is it's so yeah, crazy. I'm crazy. looking at this. I'm looking at the Dragon Chain one because that's one of the. It says it's gained 62 percent in market cap in the last day or whatever, uh, up to 10 cents. And then it says all time high, sixteen dollars and forty seven cents on uh, on January 12th, 2018. And I'm thinking, why in the hell did I not sell my fifty thousand Dragon Chain at that time? Um, <laughs> said I wrote it all the way down to about six thousand dollars. It's pretty smart. I'm really good at this. Now, now, what kind of trading bots have been built on on your API and what, what kind of, you know, like what kind of automated stuff can folks do with this data? Because like when, you know, say, for example, Dragon Chain has gone down and I saw the previous high of Dragon Chain around five dollars something. I never saw the 16. That might have been like an anomaly on a on an exchange or something. But um, what, what what kind of trading bots are being built on this and what kind of, you know, tools are being built to actually help people become more effective at trading because people shouldn't hodl it and write it all the way down to where it's worthless. Like they should get out of it at some point. And, and so are there alerts or are there different, you know, triggers that can help traders, you know, save their ass? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, most of those are created by um, developers who use our API to create in, you know, to create front end apps for, for, for users. So, you know, we're, we're pretty agnostic on, on the tools, um, that, you know, themselves, we just want to create the the best developer tool for, um, you know, for, for folks who want to provide that value. So, you know, I, it's, it's kind of interesting. So every once in a while, someone will come to me and say, Oh, like, so you're the, you know, you're the Bloomberg of crypto, or you want to be the, the Bloomberg of crypto. And then like the answer is no, like we, we want to be like the, uh, you know, I don't know, like the, the, the SynGrid or the Twilio or the Stripe of crypto. We, you know, we, we want to be infrastructure, you know, we want, like, we, we kind of think of ourselves as like a, a data utility company. Like it's, it's really just about the boring basics. And most of what makes what we do interesting, in my opinion, um, like almost no one will ever see because other than a developer, <laughs> you know, who's like reading the docs and uh, seeing how fast it is, seeing how reliable the code is, seeing, you know, how, how everything that we have ma- matches up with the primary source data, but it, but it's normalized. So like the state of, of crypto data right now is is it's really horrific. So most of these exchanges were created by um, folks who had never you know run exchanges before, and um, you know they've they've had so much uh, you know challenge, especially in 2017, just supporting the exchange, sourcing liquidity, um, you know building the, the the UI, and the market data was kind of an afterthought. So we see all kinds of of, of weird things and, and shenanigans when we look at the data. We can talk about shenanigans. In I a love bit. shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans are my business. We better talk about shenanigans. <laughs> but, Joel has the patent, I think, on shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans.com. Yeah, so uh, we, we see all kinds of crazy stuff like um, uh, exchanges will change their ticker symbol. And, you know, so you're, let's say you, you are, uh, you know, running a real-time trading environment. 
and uh, you see uh, an arbitrage opportunity for BAT. So you see BAT on one exchange and BAT on another exchange. You think it's the same token. There's a huge arbitrage spread. Um, maybe you have a bot that's executing against that in a real-time trading environment, and you just lost a lot of money because on one exchange, BAT is a basic attention token and on another um, it was basic attention token, but now it's like, you know, bat token, right? And, and so we see that kind of thing all the time. So we, um, one of the things we do is we normalize across the data set. So if you have data from Binance and from another exchange and you see a given token used, um, like that is absolutely the same token across all the exchanges. Um, another thing we, we, we handle for, or we, you know, we, we help people out with is, is uh, normalization around candles. So on some exchanges, when when an API goes down or a market goes down, um, they'll just persist the last candle, right? So you've got users of that API getting bad data, which is a, a, a huge problem. Um, other exchanges will just list zeros. They'll just be like zero, 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 zero. Others will do nine, 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 nine. And so it might look like the volume is zero or the price is zero. Um, you know, it, there's there's so many just horrific things happening with, with that in this space. Another thing that really has engineers and, and developers like beating their heads against the wall is, uh, is timestamps. So a lot, a lot of the documentation for these exchanges, like they don't even tell you what time zone they're, they're using. You know, some will be, it'll be like Korean time or um, UTC. And, and then they'll change that too without telling anyone. So, um, so, so we handle that for folks. And, um, and when there's gaps in the data, like if an API goes down or a market goes down or whatever reason the data isn't there, when it comes up again, like we'll, we'll crawl through the data set again and, uh, and get that data for folks. Um, we, we also allow exchanges uh, if they want to, um, and we highly incentivize them around this, but if they want to write their own integration with us, um, there's all kinds of things we do for them when they do like we, we float their um, exchanges to the top. We, we float their markets to the top. Um, there, there's just a lot we can do for folks. And uh, we, we, you know, we most notably recently did a deep data integration with, with IDEX, which is kind of similar to like, uh, I don't know, a MarTech app, like writing an exchange to Zapier. So um, over time, we're, we're looking to um, encourage and incentivize exchanges to, to write their own integration with us using our, using our spec. Um, and, and that's been that's been a fun process. But yeah, a, a lot of the interesting stuff is uh, is is behind the scenes, and, uh, and 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 we have no interest in uh, going all crazy on on the front end. And but but we hope to power those companies, and and we don't mind like when we see Nomics.com competitors uh, that are using our API. You know, it's like more power to you if you can, if you can beat us out. Um, you know, using our own API, like we'd rather have that than, uh, than yeah, I heard uh, Russell Brunson is building nomics funnels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really funny. So, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, well, if he built nomics funnels with our API, if he built nomics funnels with our API, then I'm down, I'm totally down. I, I have a question around. So, you know, that's where there's, there's, there's all these arbitrage opportunities, right? So yep. on one exchange, this price is over here, and the, over here, the price is way over here. But on the stock market, every exchange that can trade those stocks, all those prices are the same. Now, is there a possibility that someday Nomics could be that thread that you know becomes the feed to all the exchanges? That way, all the prices have to be the same? Because I think regulation in some way will eventually get to that. Is that something that you guys might be primed for down the road? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's a great point. So, you know, exchanges listing like kind of traditional 
securities, equities, stuff like that. There are slight price differences between exchanges, but there's there's so much activity from uh, quote unquote market makers or um, you know like the you know the flash boys, the the the, the algo traders that any any kind of our arbitrage opportunity gets eliminated incredibly fast just because you know the the markets are so efficient, and those types of pipes don't really exist for exchanges right now. So um, you, like you can't really, to my knowledge right now, go to Binance and be like, hey, I want to co-locate this, you know, the fiber cable to your servers and, uh, you know, get access to everything that's, you know, happening before anyone else does use that knowledge. And then, um, you know, uh, are, are between a few other exchanges like that, that infrastructure is just not there. Coinbase is building it out and, uh, and, and a few others. So I think it's coming, but uh, it, it doesn't exist right now. So, so, you know, hopefully, you know, over time, the price that we quote will not have to do so much volume weighted averaging between exchanges. So, you know, it's, it's funny, we, you know, we quote the price, but really there's, there's a whole bunch of prices that go into that price and, uh, and a whole bunch of, you know, you know, variance across, uh, you know, different exchanges, but, you know, it's, it's our hope that over time that, that will, that will normalize. But then, you know, then, but then we'll have like security tokens and all these like weird uh, crypto assets that sort of pop up as uh, hyper tokenization ensues, which I believe it will. The website, nomics.com, N-O-M-I-C-S, the f- API first crypto asset market data company. Go check it out. I think uh, especially if you're visual, you're going to enjoy seeing how the uh, crypto data displays here and of course the developers are open to your suggestions so let them know what you think and how busy is your telegram community there clay it's it's pretty it's pretty busy it's not as busy as like others because it's they're you know it's mostly engineers um and and developers um but like we we've like blown up recently especially as coin market cap starts to charge for their stuff like we provide more with the free version of our api than coin market cap does with their most expensive API and we don't have any rate limits. So like you can hit our endpoints really damn hard. Just please don't DDoS us. But like we could probably take it if you DDoS it. But uh, um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, I'd say our, our API group is probably more active than the than the front end group. But uh, yeah, it's it's kicking. We respond to everything there and uh, we're having a blast. Cool. Thanks, Clay. Appreciate you being here on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So that's great. So if you have not seen Nomics, when we first saw Nomics, we thought it was going to be like an Uber Eats. Like, get your Nomic. Nom, nom, nom on. Nom, 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 But it turns out that they're eating uh, crypto data over there, compiling a lot of it. And uh, so if you're building an app that needs crypto data, then Nomics would be a place for you to be able to pull that through an API. And uh, great guy. I've known Clay for a while through some of his other stuff that he's done. And uh, it's cool to see other bright people, Mr. Jokom, in the in the marketing world that we've known and love and work with, also understanding the power of blockchain and crypto and moving over as well. Indeed it is. And so, guys, check that out. And as always, we appreciate you. We'd love to know what you are interested in hearing about on an upcoming episode. So why not pick up the phone and call the Bad Crypto Hotline? The number is 708 885 9030. In fact, hey, uh, Travis, I was going to call you crypto. Hey, crypto. Yeah. (laughs) Captain Crypto in the house. How can I help you? So we've got a show coming up that's going to be our 2019 crypto predictions. And what would you think of having our listeners call in and give us their predictions as well? 
I think that would be a great idea. We want to sprinkle that in with some experts and sprinkle in some of our best fans. So if you consider yourself one of the best bad crypto fans of all time, then you need to call us. Yeah, 708-885-9030, I believe. Keep it under, you know, keep it 30 seconds to a minute. So tell us your name, where you're calling from, how awesome, you know, we are on a scale of nine to 10. And then, uh, um, and then tell us, you know, your prediction for 2019. Okay. Brevity is the soul of wit. That's true. That is true. Stay back. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.